And now the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 14th of November. Joined alongside by, should I say, Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Liam here. How are you, mate? A bit tired. Just finished the park run, but we'll, we'll see how we are. Put in a shift. Put in a shift, indeed. Excellent. Love to hear that. And also alongside us, Ro Hancock. How are we going? How, how are, are you going? going? Yeah, not too bad. Did you treat yourself to a sleep in? No park run this morning for you? No sleep in. No park run, though. But yeah, got a got a bit of physical um, exercise out of the way, so... Explain, do explain. A bit, a few weights here and there. So, Did you? Yeah. Oh, weights. I thought you meant some uh, some finger workouts on the new PS5 you acquired. Well, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. so. Very good. You Excellent. picked up on it. You enjoying that one? Yeah, very good, very good, very good purchase, and um, happy to have it in the room. No doubt. Excellent. Many a battle will be uh, taking place on that. Many a loss for you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, probably. Um, we have a huge episode in store for you guys today. We're going to recap, well, there's quite a bit of news that's occurred throughout the league uh, during the week, so we'll recap all that. Uh, well, then we've got the return of a segment we did earlier in the season called Judge, Jury and Executioner. Uh, the three of us, one will play the judge, the other two will go head-to-head in a debate, and the judge will ultimately decide who the winner in that is. Uh, we'll then bring it home with the return of Lee's Love Child Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Buzzingly? Buzzing. Buzzing, you look, sound it. I'm Buzzing. Look, I'm looking forward to it because you're on song duties this oh, week, Nick. And we no. we love the episodes where you're on song duties, particularly Lee. He's I, a huge fan. Big of fan. Of I think we made a deal that there's no Johnny Farnham allowed on this podcast. Lee's put a, again. Oh, it's been a while since we didn't uh, Entertainment Weekly, so I, I can't remember that. That being talked I, about there, Lee. I, do, I, I, I think Lee put, put a um, black line against Johnny Farnham yeah. um, and maybe Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes, okay. Okay. So, All right, well. I hopefully can deliver for you guys this week. We'll see. We also, uh, we're going to announce it at the end of the episode. We have a very, very exciting um, announcement that we've we've mm. kind of, I guess, had in the pipeline for the last couple of weeks, but we're finally going to let you, the audience, know what's going on. Bursting to get the news out. It's, it's huge. It's massive for us, and it's going to be big for you, I guess, listeners. Mm. Um, certainly something you should all be excited about and can hopefully... Uh, Benefit from. Benefit from. That's probably the word I'm looking for there, Ro. But, uh, yeah, make sure to tune in. We'll bring that to you at the end of the episode. Very good. Fellas, let's kick it off with some odds and ends. You you kickstart things, Lee. I'll kick us off. Um, the news that I've been keeping um, a close eye on has been the Houston Rockets drama. Mm. Um, so it started out with a report coming out expressing Harden and Westbrook's um, concerns about the Rockets' future. And then it led to Russell Westbrook um, apparently wanting out of Houston completely um, with James Harden remaining locked in. Public demanding a trade, Russell Westbrook. Um, That's a bold move, isn't it? It is a bold move. Um, and I think James Harden, the end result of that was that even though there was a bit of uncertainty about the Rockets' future, we're, we're thinking he might stay. But Westbrook, I, th- I think he's off. And my personal opinion is I think he could be off to a team like the Knicks, who I yep. think will chuck 
everything at, at him to get a star player over there. But um, it's big news, and the Rockets sort of look like they're about to blow it up to an extent. Well, the Clippers have also mentioned their interest in mm. a potential package. I think it was Covington, Westbrook, um, a pick for Paul George. Yeah. Um, but I guess with that, did you guys see the – it's also disharmony with the rest of the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, mm. Reports coming out, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, um, mm. JJ Redick, Daniel yeah. House. No, not JJ. JJ Redick. Who no, no, no. oh, am I? Not JJ Redick. Um, what's his name? Uh, they, that guy. Uh, that guy. Um, but should I, say, <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Not JJ about. Reddick. I'd... PJ Tucker. Yeah. No, no. no not, he said PJ. I'm, you're just a bit tired. But... Yeah, big shift in the 5K yeah. as well. But um, <laughs> nevertheless, there's like Gordon Tucker. There's quite a few names. Gordon that... Tucker. Gordon and Tucker. Wow. Hot hot start. Hot footy. Um, and not happy with their roles within the franchise no. as well. Just based on its its purely hardened isolation ball, yeah, uh, which is understandable. So mm. they're certainly JJ Redick. I can't yeah. get over that. He's not even close. No, to I know. I, no, I know. I, just... I looked at you and you kept naming off players. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what I did like though about all this, yeah. um, and it came from Sham, so it's pretty reliable. Um, he said that Russ expressed that he wants to be a floor general again, like at um, OKC. So yeah, he's, if he he's wants just to... turned thirty-two though. Yeah. His athleticism's not going to nah, get any better. Yeah, well, <laughs> he'll play to his forty. He'll still be dunking all of it, Lee. You reckon? And the team I like that he that's popped up into um consideration is the uh, Hall- Hornets. Hornets. The Hornets. <laughs> well, he would absolutely get the reins there, wouldn't he? He would be. He would, he would have to have those kind of triple double. Um, like seasons again, if they're to have any hope. But... And he wouldn't be on his own, like at the Knicks. He'd have like um. But is there any Devante. point, because if you put Westbrook on that team, they're still probably not going to be a playoff team, are no, they? No. And yet they're going to be paying him a boatload of cash, whereas they could nurture younger talent. Mm. It's an it's an interesting predicament with Westbrook, isn't it? It is. It is. But, um, yeah, I don't mind either the um, – I, th- I actually do think the Knicks, he'll go to the Knicks, to be honest. They, He's going to get bums in seats, isn't he? Exactly which right. they need. Yep, for sure. Um, Will they? Will he? With – is there fans oh, well, out there? No. If there is to be fans, yeah, I guess okay. he's a marketable name. Bums on couches in front of the TV. <laughs> That's it, bro. Yep. Um, another piece of news was that um, the Lakers are making a push for DeMar DeRozan. Um, Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green, potentially the players who could be exchanged. Um, this was reported by Kevin O'Connor. Um, not sure if that'll eventuate into anything. I don't think it's... A, Great fit for no. either team, to be honest with you. Um, but it's one of those trade rumours that that piqued my interest because I thought, well, DeMar DeRozan, we want him out of San Antonio. I think his time there has expired. But to the Lakers, probably not the ideal destination for him. You just need shooting around LeBron and AD and he yeah. is magic in the mid-range, but yeah. that's not where you need him, is it? No, and, it's uh, not. He's getting older, a lot of money. I wouldn't do it. No, and I think Danny Green over back at a reunion back at the Spurs probably isn't on the cards either. No, you wouldn't think so. No, not after last year's um, finals slash playoffs performance. I've got a couple of quick coaching pieces here. Okay. Um, Australian Matt Nielsen has been named head coach of the Spurs G League team, the Austin Spurs. Oh. Uh, this comes after him being assistant coach with the franchise last season, so mm. a great step for Matt. Um, also, OKC have officially unveiled Mark Diagnalt. Yep. As their new head coach. Perfect pronunciation. Um, done well there, you reckon? Yep. Uh, he's promoted, he, he's, I guess, promoted from role as assistant, uh, which yep. he was last year with the franchise. Um, this coming after, uh, I guess, 
been with the, the G League affiliate mm. team for ROKC, the Oklahoma City Blue. Yep. Um, but again, it's great to see them promoting from within. Uh, disappointing for our man, Will Weaver, who we thought might get a look in. Mm. But he, he is going to be on the assistant coaching panel of yep. the Houston Rockets. Um, so again, a great step for him and good to see Australians, I guess, getting their, their shot in the big leagues. Absolutely. No, that's great. I'll, I'll do a two-in-one here. Um, so it's uh, it's come out that free agency will begin uh, at 6 p.m., probably um, American time. I don't know. The, yeah, what yeah. Is it, whatever. Uh, November the 20th um, with signings allowed uh, from 12.01 p.m. on the 22nd of November. Um, and I'll tie in with this just because this is... He's probably not going anywhere, but I just wanted to talk about Brandon Ingram because it's also come out that the Pelicans will probably offer him and be prepared to offer him a massive contract. And he's just got off the Lakers' four-year, $24 million contract. What do you reckon his new money is looking like? He's getting paid, isn't he? Yeah. He's really picked the right year to go off. He has. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, you look at him and you go... Is he worth a max contract? Probably not at this stage, but will he get one? Probably. Probably will. Yeah. Um, I think the Pelicans want him there for the long haul. Yeah. And um, he's definitely going to be a key part to any success that they have in the future. And they're also probably another piece away from being, you know, I guess in the playoffs and contenders, so you don't mm. want to tie up mm. all your money with Ingram. No, no. Um, I think he's getting another four-year. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Four-year? What would you What would you pay? What, what was he on? 24 so uh, six six a season. Would you give him twenty a season? Twenty million a season? Uh, probably twenty two point five. Twenty two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You look at some of the players. Ninety million. You reckon? That's a that's a nice yeah, payday. Yeah. I Four would, years. Ninety I would million. Do that. Yeah. That can, sounds fair. You can yeah. justify it when you talk about like players like Nick Batum who are on enormous no. contracts no. and are hardly hardly even playing. At least Brandon Ingram's, you know, a key contributor for that franchise. Certainly. Uh, other news as well from ESPN. Zach Lowe. There's buzz around Golden State potentially sending the number two pick to San Antonio for the number 11 pick and LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. I like it. It's a a very much a win now move, isn't it? They're giving up the future for LaMarcus Aldridge, who, and let's be honest, Golden State are lacking in that big man position at the moment, so he'd fill that space. And he aligns Um, better with the timelines of Steph and Clay. But I think as well, in this draft we spoke about a bit last week, like the top three seems pretty set, Wiseman, Edwards, Bowl. But there's from like three onwards to probably 20, like any of the players have the potential to be good picks. So yeah. I don't think the number 11 pick is a bad get for them. No. Yep. I think there'll still be quite a bit of talent, plus you're getting Aldridge. So. Mm. Not the not the only big man Golden State um, are after, apparently. Heard Kevin Love might be a mm. potential potential suitor for them, so um, keep an eye on that one. Um, I, heard, I heard there's no um, trade, trade, uh, trade whatever for Kevlov. Like no no trade market for yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, no I saw something just this morning, so it's a pretty recent, oh, okay. recent yeah, report. The thing but, at the minute, in the lead-up, things change, I guess, nearly hour by hour, day by day, don't mm, they? they? There's do. so much um, happening and changing. Is it? I'm a, I'm a Celtics man, as we know, and there's been a bit of news surrounding the Celtics and what they might be up to this off season. We're talking about Drew Holiday last week and where he's he potentially could be off to. Um, there's actually a rumor reported by Adam Kaufman that the Pelicans might be looking to trade Drew Holiday for a straight swap for Kemba Walker. Did see this? That's um, how do you feel? It caught me off guard, to be honest. Um, 
I I don't really don't want to get rid of Kemba Walker. No. As much as I like Drew Holiday and I think he's an incredibly underrated player, I think I'd prefer to keep Kemba. And you've only had the one year of the Kemba experience. It doesn't make you? sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I thought that was very, um, I guess, bold, you could say. Yeah, it was. The other one um, regarding the Celtics, and it's one that we've spoken about quite a bit, is that um, the Pacers and Celtics both seem intrigued in a trade involving uh, Gordon Haywood and Miles Turner like with it. draft picks likely to be involved in that one as well. Um, Evan Massey reported that. So um, there's a bit going on down in Beantown. Uh, that's one that makes a bit more sense, I think. Like, I don't really like the Drew for Kemba straight swap, but yeah. um, Haywood for Miles Turner, one was spoken about, yeah, seems to fit a lot better and I think would be probably the perfect signing for them. Yeah, agree. I'll, I'll ask you if this makes sense and if this is warranted. Um, it's come out that Jared Allen says he wants Clint Capella type money and now Clint Capella is on a, I think he's on five years, 90 million. Yeah, five years, 87 million. So he's getting about 17 million a season. Yeah. Um, I don't know if either of them deserve it, to be honest. Yeah, neither, mm, to be honest. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't think it's something the Nets would do purely for the fact they're paying DeAndre Jordan $10 million a year mm. and he's not going anywhere seen as his best mates, best mates, best mates <laughs> with KD and Kyrie. So yeah. you don't want to be paying $27 million no, a year for no. not a top-tier centre, do you? Is, is Clint Capella on that deal with the um, Rockets or is he on that deal with the... Um Hawks. With the Hawks. The Hawks yeah. With the Hawks, oh, yeah. Okay. So, Jesus Christ. Well, we signed it Signed it with the Rockets. Okay, um, yeah. But the then, Hawks picked it up, though. Yeah, mm. so a lot of money being thrown around there. Quick one from me here. Uh, the Knicks shut down their practice facility earlier in the week um, after employees tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. It just kind of shows again that the virus is still running rampant. Like here in Australia, we've nearly nullified it to a mm. certain extent, but it is still, um, you know... 100,000 cases a day um, are quite a regular occurrence at the minute in the US, so we certainly send our prayers over there and hope you guys can get out of that tough situation soon. Absolutely. One to tie into that, I guess, as well, is that the Lakers have announced that fans won't be permitted at Staples Centre until further notice. Mm. Um, this came following guidance from state and local health officials, so there yeah, won't be any bums in seats in the Staples Centre um, for a fair while to come, you'd think. Yeah, a couple of quick ones, again, closer to home from me. Uh, the Boomers have officially got their next head coach, was uh, it? Brian Gorjan, uh, yep. six-time NBL uh, coach, uh, championship coach, yep. six-time coach of the year, um, comes off after being head coach with the, the Hawks, the Illawarra Hawks. Uh, his career has been labelled as the most successful coaching career in NBL history mm. by Basketball Australia. So It's a big get. Well, six-time coach of the year, that speaks words. A more than capable coach. I think he'll do a fantastic job. And now that we've got incredible talent to support mm. him, I think we're in good shape. How good is Australian basketball looking at the moment? Well, well, that ties in with my next one. <laughs> on, so go here we go. Like- Last night we had the NBL preseason tip-off. Uh, we had the Brisbane Bullets against the Adelaide 36ers. Watch this game. I won't kind of recap the score or anything like that. But there was one name that really jumped off the page and someone I think, I reckon he's going to be a potential top three pick in next year's draft. This is big. This is is bold call early. You've got my attention, Nick. Josh Giddy, 18 years old of the 36ers. Giddy He's a six foot eight point guard. um, And he's he's the second youngest boomer. Six eight point guard. Yep. He's similar to Ben Simmons. He's the second youngest boomer behind him. Yeah. and you should have seen this guy. His distribution and just, like, his vision was incredible. The flair he played with, some of the passes, 
every pass he made was to the advantage of his teammate. Yeah. Uh, his stat line, I think, was 12, 7, and 5 or something. Yep. Something great in only 20-odd minutes. Who was he reminiscent of in the NBA? Of Ben Simmons. He was of Ben of Simmons. Of Ben Simmons, right. just that big point guard Oof. who can get to the rim. That's who can distribute with just such That's like, poise. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think in the way... Like, he's going to be a kid for the future. I can top three next year pick. Top NBA. Three. Yeah. Ooh. He will not be – I think from all accounts, he's going to – like, he's spending the year here. He got a lot of interest yeah. from colleges in the States. He'll spend a year here and take the, I guess, Lamelo RJ Hampton route. Yep. God, he's young. Like, he's, he's made that decision because he thinks he'll get more out of playing against men. Yeah. But, you, like, he is a big boy and he is just – he was phenomenal to watch. I couldn't – like, the excitement – Every time he got the ball, the crowd went off. Mm. So just remember that name, Josh Giddy. He okay. is going to be a star. Is he? So he is Australian, isn't he? Yeah, Australian. Yeah. Uh, playing for the Adelaide 36ers at the minute. They had a pretty comprehensive win last night, um, and largely off the back of him. Yeah. Like, is this his first season? Uh, yeah, first season in the NBL. Um, so you're making it off one preseason game. You're making. Oh, but that. just <laughs> like from what? Oh, he's he's like he's the second <laughs> yeah, youngest boomer your in history, mate. And the excitement, <laughs> like he's been touted so. So highly from yeah, okay. Like, you liked uh, what he's you saw. played yeah. in all the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, was it like All Star camps? Yeah. And he's yeah. he's done all these different types of things. But like, when's he, the actual NBA start? Uh, pretty shortly. Pretty okay, shortly. Good. So yeah. just I'll remember the name. Keep an eye on him in in um some non preseason games. Absolutely. Giddy up. Here Exciting stuff. Do you fellas have anything else there? That's oh, about it. There's no. been a lot of trade talk this week, but some of them you can only take with a grain of salt, can't, can't well, you? Well, that's so. it. We had the Chris Paul to Phoenix potential Chris rumors. Chris Paul Phoenix. Chris Paul has no interest in joining the Lakers. Chris, Chris Paul, Paul Clippers. Clippers. <laughs> uh, it's all happening, isn't it? Oh, just one more quick one from me. Um, according to Mark Beerman, the Knicks are hesitant to offer Van Vliet a max contract. Yeah. I so, think was, did we say that last week? And he wants to get paid desperately, he does. He? he does, but do you think... I don't think he's worth a max I don't think he's worth it, and no, no Toronto won't give him a max either. Um, he's off, I reckon. Yeah. He's not the face of a franchise, is he? No. Like, no. if you're offering him a max, say, to New York, um, like, you want him to be the lead guy, yeah. and I just don't he's think not. he's got that, that in him. No. Yeah. But it'll be very to interesting. prove us wrong. In about a week's time, we'll know a lot more, won't we? we yes. So we've got the draft next week, so on next week's episode, we're going to do a big recap of that. Um, be sure to tune in. That's going to be, yeah, very eagerly anticipated. I think Wednesday it's happening here in Australia, isn't it? And then yep. it'll be Tuesday in the States, if don't quote me on that. But, yeah, so <laughs> next week we'll have, um, I guess, a lot of changes being made to the rosters, yep. especially, as you said, Ro, this could be the first first time ever that the top two picks are traded. Just gut feel from us three guys. Any of those top two draft picks getting traded? Uh, uh mm. I think it's more no. likely that the Golden State Warriors. one does. Yeah. Um, but something just tells me it, it'll just roll through as normal. And, um, I reckon LaMelo Ball might go to the Golden State Warriors. What are you, is it Edwards one, you reckon the Wolves are going to get him? I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Although I know the Hornets are like really keen on moving up to number two to get okay. Wiseman. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there mm. and what they kind of offer. Mm. I saw something about... Um, the Wolves may be taking Wiseman as well. I saw that. Uh, it's, like you're it's done. Been you're just miss, done. hasn't it? But I don't give it a think week. Will. Will the thing Absolutely. is, we said all the picks after pick three were unpredictable, but the first three picks are actually quite unpredictable when you think about it. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Can't wait for that, fellas. Let's move ahead to judge, jury, and executioner in the daily dribble justice system. 
basketball-related offences are considered especially heinous. An elite task force worked to protect those of the community. These are their stories. Oh, here we go. I feel like dun, I should dun, have dun, a dun, cigar dun. in my mouth. Well, well. <laughs> it's iconic, oh, what isn't a it? song. What a song. Unbelievable, unbelievable wow. stuff. What a show. That, To be honest, that's a... a Good candidate for Entertainment Weekly, isn't it, Law and Order? Oh, it has to be. One of the all-time greats. One of the all-time greats. Excellent. Fellas, so for any of our new listeners, as we said at the top of the episode, this is a segment we do, Judge, Jury and Executioner. So I guess one one out of the three of us will be the judge. Uh, the other two, we've got a topic that they'll debate, and the judge will ultimately decide the winner. Who wants to kick off with their topic? I will. Okay. You will, Lee. So yeah. you are the judge? I'm the judge. Okay. And my question... Is a question that I've been torn on for a long time, and I'm hoping one of you guys can settle it for me. And that question is, who is the better NBA player, Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant? So, Go. So when it's all said and done, who will be the best NBA player out of Kevin Durant and Kawhi? I'll kick us off if you like, Nick. Hey, I'll say, um, Ray will kick us <laughs> off. <laughs> Thanks, Judge. Appreciate it. Um, I've gone with Kevin Durant. Um we're talking about this throughout the week briefly, and it's a, it is a tough one to pick because we've seen Kawhi Leonard show that he can lead teams to championships, um, but then we've also got Kevin Durant, who's won his fair share of championships. I think with Kevin Durant, though, I don't think there's ever been a player like Kevin Durant. Um, he's one of a kind. There's there's never been such a dangerous offensive threat with the same build as Kevin Durant. He's seven foot tall, can pull up from anywhere can score in any variety of ways. He can knock it down from three, in the post, mid-range, at the rim. He can do absolutely everything. This is a big call, but I don't think in my time of watching basketball, I've seen a guy who can put up 30 at ease mm-hmm. as much as Kevin Durant. They call him a walking 30 for a reason. Um, he, like, in my time of watching basketball, I've watched LeBron, watch Kobe, Watch Steph Curry, just to name a few guys who can, who are going to go down as some of the best scorers of all time. And I think Kevin Durant is among that list. And in terms of scoring at ease, I think he's probably probably does top that list. Um, he's one of those guys who you can't stop, as Stephen A. Smith would say, you can't stop him, but you can only hope to contain him. So um, I think in terms of being a player who's you know, a walking 30, seven foot tall, can't stop him for the life of you. I think he's he's one of the better, better small forwards of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best, would you say? I don't, I reckon he's behind probably uh, maybe like, I don't know, Ron, LeBron Ron and Larry, LeBron. LeBron and Larry Bird would be the two that spring to mind. Okay. Um, I reckon he's, yeah, when you when you put it like that, third best small forward arguably of all time and then we look at the accomplishments he's had two-time champ two-time finals mvp so he stands up when it matters uh, one-time mvp 10-time all-star four-time scoring champ which he probably could have had a few more um two two-time all-star mvp um i just don't think that there's ever been anyone like kevin durant and to be honest i don't think for a long while, at least, there will be another player who can score at ease as much as Kevin Durant. So, I'll lock in KD. 
Your Honour. Yes. Can I get a clarification on the question? So, is it when it's all over, both careers are said and done? Who's who's the best player? Is that that's what we're asking? Well, their careers aren't over. The, but, but who? It's just plain and simple. Who is the better player? Take your own um, take your own meaning behind the question. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That's okay. Your no, Honour. That's okay. Yeah. I'll okay. throw it okay. That's no problem. Your Honour, I'd like to make my case now. Um, so I've gone with Kawhi. Okay. Now, I 100% agree with everything you said, Ro. There is no denying he's one of the most prolific scorers and gets to the bucket at will, scores any way he wants, when he wants, and he is that walking 30. The case I want to make for Kawhi, though, is his story is far from over at 29. KD's 32, mm-hmm. which he's still got plenty in the tank. At 29, he is arguably one of, if not the greatest two-way player in history. Yeah. And I think that's my big selling point to you here, Your Honour. The fact he's more of a two-way player. Um, so across his career, he's averaged 18.7 points, 6.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists. But what I want to do, that on that kind of basis, it's not that startling. You take out the, well, the last four years, I want to take out the 2017-18 season. He only played nine games. Uh, his past three seasons have had an average of 26.4 points, 6.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, and nearly two steals a game. And he's still 29. Yeah. He's... In the absolute peak now, he's a capable performer on where he has been for multiple teams, uh, namely the Spurs and Raptors. Likewise, KD has been as well. But the big thing is, when it comes, I guess, to the end of the game, you need a bucket, you need a stop. KD is going to get you the bucket. Is he going to get you the stop? Kawhi absolutely is, I believe. Um, And he's single-handedly, he's able to, I guess, play with not the strongest supporting cast. He's single-handedly willed his way to a championship and the Raptors a championship last year. Um, whereas KD, he's had more than capable, um, I guess, complementary stars around him. We saw with Golden State, he had Clay, Steph, Draymond. Uh, you know, with OKC, he had Harden off the bench, Westbrook. But I think Kawhi's been able to do it, um, not so much with the Spurs, but especially last year with the Raptors solely, I guess you could say, by himself. Um, he's a two times defensive player of the year, two time finals MVP. Uh, he's, I, I've got to give him points, I think, for the fact, um, he's arguably got the greatest laugh in the league mm-hmm. and the fact Get he's on. probably got one of the most iconic shots. Um, the bounce against Philly is one of them shots that is forever etched into history. Um, and I think, I think he's still going to get better. This year was a bit of a, a you could say a downer for the way it ended, but I think for the most part, he did everything he could. Um, and I still think there's more than like if he is to get um, another Finals MVP with the third team and join LeBron, he really etches himself into the all-time greats. And I think there's probably if you're looking at the Mount Rushmore, the top five, top ten players in history, um, I think there's still like you'd probably at the minute have KD a little bit ahead of him, mm. but I think Kawhi's got time on his side and mm. probably has. Um, is in a better overall position, you'd say, to kind of continue to win titles, MVPs. I think the Clippers are probably in a better position to Brooklyn at the minute. Mm. Uh, and, Your Honour, when it comes to it, who would you rather have to get you a stop and a and – a st- to get you a bucket and a stop, should I say? God, you've stumped me there because that wasn't the question. But in that <laughs> case – and this isn't my answer to the um, – this isn't my final decision. In it – in response to your question, I'd have 
Kawhi Leonard to get the stop. He'd definitely get the stop. To get the shot, I'd pick KD. And here's where I'm torn. I'm very torn because... Uh, do you take, do you take <laughs> the overall... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The judges are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we just throw him, in the, throw him in the can just till I make up a well, decision. Do, Ro, do you have a rebuttal to Nick's? Like, do you have anything else to say? Um, to what point of his anything. argument? Um, well, when you think about... This will go against and for KD, but we look at what in the 2015-2016 season, the Golden State Warriors went 73-9 and nine in that mm. season and the Kevin Durant led that OKC Thunder team to a 3-1 lead in that Western Conference final against potentially one of the best squads of all time. Mm. We know they choked and that's what's going to go against KD. But when you think about it, going up, leading a team to a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals against one of the best teams of all time. And he, he did lead that team. He had Westbrook on that team. But when when you think about it and look at the stats in retrospect, it was Kevin Durant who, who led that team. If we're just going off stats alone, I don't have them in front of me, but I would have thought his career average in terms of points would be near on About 30, 30. Yeah. Um, walking 30, as we said before. Um, I do agree with, with what Nick was saying about Kawhi being superior defensively but I think offensively Kevin Durant's just miles ahead of Kawhi Leonard in terms of being able to put up points at ease but then the overall package because basketball's played on both ends you're you're right but the aim of the game is to score buckets so I'm gonna make my final decision right now and this is the rulings are final it's it's still so torn but with the information given to me by both what parties? Like, yeah, both parties. <laughs> the, what is it? The plaintiff and the defendant. Watched quite a bit of Judge Judy in my time. Oh, yes, I'm gonna. Really I'm gonna have to go with the party of Roe and oh. take Kevin Durant. <laughs> Your honour. Oh. No, let me let me say why. And yep. I, I we'll have the justification. With what Roe has um, put forth, I have stepped over the line and I'd say that Kevin Durant is the better player. But let me just say, Nick, your that was one of your best. Um, your he did his arguments. research. He did his research, and it's it's sure. so hard. But KD is such an effortless, lethal shooter. Um, I'd say he's one of the best. If oh, he's probably... go back a couple of years, he was, he was definitely the best in the game, the best shooter in the game. That dynasty wouldn't have been the way it was without um, KD. That okay, the so, Warriors. Yeah, but they did it without him. They no. did it without him, no. and that I was gonna kind of. Before you, hey, I'm on the, on the bloody judge. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The defendant. But no, you made a lot of good points in saying that um, Kawhi's story isn't over yet, and neither is KD's, but mm. Kawhi's younger. And the, one of the main things is um, Kawhi's, Kawhi on both ends. He's great on both ends. Um, but the thing with Kawhi, I think he's a great, and this isn't the right word, but he's a great contributing star. Like, he gets the best out of everyone everyone around him, I feel. So he makes his teammates better. Exactly. But I don't think he is the better player. I think KD is. And you what, it's hard not to be flat after this. No, but that was great from you. <laughs> that was a yep. good Good argument. decision. Good, one. Good, good decision. Good argument. I did like that. I think that's been... That was probably, like, I know you were the judge and had to make the decision, probably one of the harder ones to pick, isn't yeah, it? Because they are so... Top top tier players. Yeah. Uh, Ro, would you like to take the mantle? I guess the mallet. Do you call it the ju- the mallet? The, the hammer. The hammer. Whatever we'll it is. Yep, yep. Yep. 
Take so, the role. So my question to the both of you, and I'd be interested to know your answers, is who is the best coach in the league and why are they the best coach? Only. Do you want to start? I'll kick start. Well, actually, yeah. no, Road decides because he's a judge. Nick, take it <laughs> off. Take the reins. Excellent. Okay, so, Your Honour, the case I would like to make is for Nick Nurse. Now, he's the reigning coach of the year, so it kind of feels like it's maybe, I guess, recency bias. Okay. But the fact is he's been a head coach for two seasons now, and what he's done in that time is incredible. Uh, in his first season, led the Raptors... Um, a franchise who hadn't won a, t- a championship before, led them to their first banner. Across two seasons, he has a 72% win rate in the regular season and 65.7% in the playoffs. Again, a small sample size, yet what he's done is made this team, I guess, a team to be reckoned with. And himself, he's shown he has the ability to manage stars, such as Kawhi, yep. Lowry, players like that, as well as nurturing younger talent, Siakam, OG, uh, Norman Powell, and I guess get the best out of them. I think he's been really, not only has he had set structures and things like that, but he's been able to adapt on the fly. The Raptors had many an injury this year and yet were more more than competitive with a roster that continuously had to adapt. Mm-hmm. What I loved as well in the finals last year against Golden State, he brought back a, a tactic that's really seen probably outside of elementary and high school, uh, the box and one, and he used it to great effect. It yep. just shows his versatility, and he's not afraid of the moment or to try different things that I guess you could say go against the grain. Yep, very good. Uh, he, this year in the 2019-2020 season, he had the league's best defense, which is, you know, as you said, Ro, in your case before for KD, that's about scoring. Mm. But they also show that you've got to have good defense, and he led that team to the league's best. Uh, I think he's the coach who will probably experiment the most, which... I think you like, and as players, you want to play for a coach who's, mm. you know, when it when the time's needed to mix things up. Uh, I think he's set for great success as well. Like, what I'm basing this on is his two seasons within the league. Yep. But I think now he's got a team, a structure, and even across the league, players want to play for him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got this franchise in a great position now. Yep. I like everything you said, Nick. And before I let Lee start, I just want to ask you a question. You mentioned he was in the league for two years. Do you think longevity has anything to do with your ability to be a good coach? Uh, to be a good coach for a for a long period of time, or do you think that doesn't necessarily come into it? Well, he has been a coach for a long time, so that's uh, why a head coach in the NBA. Co- in the NBA, uh, I think there is some element to it. Yeah. Um, longevity certainly, but I think the fact he's paid his dues and he's done the work in other leagues, mm-hmm. um, I think has made the transition for him easier. Yep. And I think he will, if we were to do this again in 10 years, he will still be a head still coach. Still yeah. So I think okay. he's set for good longevity. Yep. Um, just at this point in time, I think in the small sample size, he's done enough to prove to me that he will have continued success. Okay. So that would yep. be my Thank answer, you. Your Honour. Very good answer. Lee, over to you. Okay, let me start here. I'm going with someone whose name hasn't been given a lot of respect. Uh, someone's name who hasn't been praised for his tremendous coaching abilities and a name who certainly doesn't get enough credibility where it's due. And that name is Eric Spolstra. Um, the tight polo shirt wearing the man spy. himself. Um, and all those things, his lack of respect, all roots from the days with the heat. Um, and people think it's as easy as putting three superstars together and you get four finals appearances and two of them, you win. 
Um, but that's not the case. If it was, you'd have a lot more champions in the league and a lot more great coaches. Um, but like I said, that's not the case. Now let me start off with um, Spo and the big three and that Heat team in general. Spo, one of the hardest things he had to do was separate Bron, not only from his well-deserved ego, but also his individual success. Um, and in terms of, of the big three, he had to keep them happy um, and keep them playing well um, while doing so. Um, and he didn't only have to get the best out of the big three, he had to get the best out of what he had, which wasn't a lot. He had bloody Mario Chalmers. Cham- what was his name? Chalmers. Yeah, Mario had- Chalmers, yep. Chalmers and Chalmers. <laughs> you see, we're, we're all off Chalmers, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with the big three. Let me go on to his dedication to the franchise, which... I'm going to say I don't feel like Nick Nurse has that dedication to the franchise with his um with his time there. Um, but Spy started off his journey at the Heat um, as a video coordinator for two years, watching um, thousands upon thousands of hours of basketball in uh, what the Heat called it. I don't know if you've, you guys heard it. They called it the Dungeon. He was promoted to mm-hmm. assistant coach but remained uh, video coordinator for two more years. And then two more years later, he was still an assistant coach and an advanced scout. Um, and it wasn't until 2008, um, which was when Pat Riley handed over the reins to Spo after seven years. Um, and I think Spo is a testament um, to the saying success doesn't, have, doesn't happen overnight. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, he's a testament to that. Let me go on. This recent playoffs appearance was one of Spo's most outstanding um, efforts um, in his time in the league. The the fifth seeded Heat toppled a better seeded uh, Indiana Pacers, Milwaukee Bucks with superstar Giannis and Boston Celtics, um, and then they took a game off uh, the NBA champs, the Lakers, um, without an injured Bam and Dragic. Um, and this is this is. I'll just say he adjusts and adapts accordingly to any situation he's he's put in. Um, let me go on to say heat culture. Who's the mastermind behind that? It's not Jimmy Butler. It's not Pat Bam. Riley. It's not Pat Riley. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. No, I'd say it's Spo. And while it's not translated so much through him um, as it is his star players, it, it starts with Spo and it lives through Spo. He gets them absolutely most out of every player, no matter who's on the floor. The Heat are always going to play Heat culture. They're always going to play hard. They're always going to play relentlessly. They're always going to play together. And that's what Spo has always been about. And that's where I'll pass the reins to Rowe. Very good points. Um, Sorry, if we, we should have a dollar, like, a global fund for every time the, like the phrase heat culture is being mentioned this year. <laughs> Not just us, but the whole NBA community. Uh, it, it was mentioned about 17 times from memory. But um, I've, I asked Nick a question before, and I'll ask one to you, Lee. They've had success over the last 10 years. Um, a lot of that success came with owning some of the great NBA players of all time mm. in LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, add-on Chris Bosch and a few role players. Do you think Eric Spolster's legacy has been looked highly upon because he's had that success with those players at the reins? I'm thinking about the years where he didn't have those kind of players and 
the Heat's record wasn't as good. We look at last year before Jimmy Butler came over and they missed the playoffs. Mm. Do you reckon it's partly got to do with, like, what kind of coach do you think he is without superstar players on his team? I still think he's a great coach. I still think he gets um, the most out of everyone. Let me ask you a question back. What team? Don't know if that's within legislation. (laughs) (laughs) What what teams win um, finals without superstars? Uh, the Pistons, 2002. No, that wasn't Pistons, to you. Was it? wasn't to you. It was to Rowe. Without superstars. You can use that one, though, if you want. Oh, thanks, Nick. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I, think it's a, I think it is a team effort. Um, there's always going to... You, you don't get to the finals without having great players on your team, even if they aren't superstars. Um, but I don't necessarily think you need an out-and-out superstar to take you to the finals. But I like your answer still. Um, I was just more curious about what you thought of him without, you know, the, those, you know, legends of the game. Yeah. Um, so, once again, it's a bit of a, bit of a tough one. Um, I like what you, you said, Nick, um, about looking back on Nick Nurse in 10 years' time and thinking this is, this is still going to be the best coach in the league. And the thing is that I... I strongly agree with you that we'll look forward in five to ten years time and we'll we'll go well nick nurse is probably the best coach and he has been for the last five to ten years but the reason that i asked you about longevity is because well let's take scientists for an for an example when they're doing tests they don't just take one or two sample sizes and make their decision based off that they generally make their decision based off a lot of data over a long period of time. And I think Eric Spolcher has proved himself at the elite level for a decade. He's made the finals, I want to say, four or five years out of ten years, Um, albeit he's had some down years as well when he didn't have those great players on his team. But I think I'm going to go with Eric Spolcher just based off the fact that He's been one of the elite coaches in the in the league for near on a decade, whereas Nick Nurse has only, as you said, been a NBA head coach for a few years. Yeah. So this isn't to say that in five to ten years it won't be Nick Nurse, but as of this moment, Eric Spolcher, no. hands down, will go down as um, the best one of the best coaches of all time. And that's where I was going to get at, Nick. One of your main points was um, that he's been in the league for such a short amount of time. and um, As a head coach. Yeah, as a head coach. Yeah, and, exactly. it, yeah. and it's um, accumulated to great success. But I'd say that um, lack of time as a head coach was a detriment to your argument, and you couldn't help that. It was just something that has happened. Jeez, I said I was flat before. <laughs> I just want to cry now. The, oh. the thing is, Nick, you made some really good points, but you, you can't help the fact that he hasn't had a huge sample size to prove yeah. himself in. When And you look at the, the coaches in comparison to him. We look at Eric Spolcher. We look at Pop. <coughs> we look at Greg Popovich, who's been in the league for umpteen years, and he's had great team success along the way. I think sometimes you have to make these decisions after they've actually proved themselves at the elite level for a for a long period of time. But chin up, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> right. No, very good. That's that's fair. I'll 
Shit, I swear last time we did this, I lost both mine as well, didn't I? Like, I'm zero and four, I believe. Is there a cheeky backdoor alliance going on with Lee and I? Uh, there must be, so I really... Yeah. Um, I'll take the role as judge now, I really don't know. Well, you guys are going to have to sell me, because there'll be no favouritism bias For here, sure. seen as I didn't get any, so... <laughs> Alright, fellas, my question to you... Yep. Is if you had to take the reins as GM for a franchise for the next 10 years, which one would you take? Do you think Mm -hmm. is going to grant the most success? You can choose who goes first. Any meaning, money, Lee. Okay. (laughs) Now, let me just say it's almost impossible to predict the future and even more impossible to predict the future of um, the success of future NBA teams given the high frequency of trades. But with this question, what it essentially boils down to is which team you think will be the best for the longest. Um, and what I've looked at is this current team that I'm going to pick, um, its potential stars and its current stars, their long-term assets and their future first-round uh, draft picks. Um, and the heat I'm going with um, to take over and GM um, for the next 10 years uh, is the Miami Heat. Now, come on. Come on. The Miami Heat, they've been beautifully built for the future, acquiring a stack of known stars or known star and uh, promising young players already proving themselves in the league. Um, let's start off with Bam Adebayo, who's already blossomed into an all-star starter and will probably um, get a, a max contract, you'd think, um, when he in- enters uh, free agency. Then you go to Tyler Harrow, who has straight off the bat contributed as a rookie. He hasn't ascended to Bam's level yet. Um, however, he appears to be a true cornerstone of the franchise. You go over to Robinson, Duncan Robinson, who's been shooting reminiscent of Clay Thompson, you could say. Not not up to the standards of Clay, obviously, but reminiscent, certainly. And then you get to Jimmy Butler, who's clearly found a home in Miami. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's got that dog mentality, that heat culture mentality, which is a benefit to all the players around him, and he'll definitely be that the leader of that squad for years to come. Um, we'll move on to the draft picks. They have five first-round draft picks between now and 2026, um, and we'll just say in odds and ends, um, the draft picks from four to 20 in uh, the first round could be beneficial to any team and there's no reason to say why that isn't the case for the years to come. And then they're in the talks of acquiring one of the biggest fish on the market, maybe uh, maybe uh, Giannis, um, which could potentially create the next dynasty of the league, not to mention um, the best coach in the league, which has been, <laughs> <laughs> been um, confirmed, Eric Spolcher, they've got him in the talks. And um, these are all just contributing factors as to why Miami Heat is set up nicely and probably the best um, for contention for contention uh, for for finals um, success over the next several years. Very good. Okay, thank you for that, Lee. That's all right. Very good. I took about two breaths the whole. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like yeah, I saw Lee's was, face getting redder and redder as he went on. That was an effort there. Um, mm. Okay, quick question to you. Do you think they'll be in a better or worse position if they give up, you know, X amount for Giannis? Do you think getting Giannis will be better for them um, like, over the next 10 years? I think it would be. Um, it, they're definitely going into that win now stage, but I also think it's not only win now, I think it's a win for the future as well because Giannis isn't 
really that old. So you're the GM. You're you're going to give up, let's say, Depends. Hero. Um, I'd give up Hero. No, no, we're not doing <laughs> okay, I'd give up, <laughs> like, that is obviously the dragon. I'd give up. Um, who else? He's 30, what, 35? Yeah, he's still going. No, they want I, some old European. Yeah, guy. I don't know about that, who's just come off the back of an injury. Um, but, yeah, okay, so you think, so it's a jam. You'd be looking to make that move for Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. on to you. So I've gone with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the reason I've gone with Dallas is that before we even get into the player side of things, which we no doubt we will get into, Dallas are already renowned as being one of the most respected and probably well-run organisations in the entire league. We look from the top down. Uh, Mark Cuban owning that team is probably, in my opinion, probably the best owner in the league. We've got Rick Carlisle, who has been the head coach for, I don't have the number on the top of my head, but I would say the last 10 to 15 years. Um. Over that time, they've only won one championship, but they've always contended over that period of time. And I think a huge reason behind that is just the stability that that franchise displays. They're not one of these teams who have three coaches in two years and the general manager and owner are rotating through the sliding doors. I think the fact that they've got so much stability in that franchise means that it's a destination um, destination club for a lot of players throughout the league. Um, so I think, for example, if we put them in comparison to the New York Knicks, look at how badly run that organisation is. And even though it's one of the biggest franchises in the NBA, arguably the biggest, <coughs> no one wants to go there. No one wants to go to New York. Complete opposite of Dallas. Um so I guess if we move on to the players next, well, the obvious one is they've got Luka Doncic who will go down. He's only played two years, but in my opinion, I'm already I'm already locking in. He's going to be a Hall of Famer by the time it's all said and done. I think he's shown enough in the first few years to, unless something miraculous happens over the over the the um, next few years, he'll go down as one of the better players of all time and a Hall of Famer. Um, the other thing with Luka Doncic is, and this is an underrated thing for team success, is that he seems like he's one of the more loyal players in a day and age where players are leaving, coming and going um, on a yearly basis. And I think the fact that he, I think he'll stay will mean that, again, players will see that stability of having a, fr- a superstar franchise player at the helm and they'll want to play with him and they'll want to play for team success. Um, you've also got Paul Zingas, who I think if he can stay on top of his injuries is a perfect player to compliment Luka Doncic over the next decade um, and Lee was mentioning before that um, Giannis is rumoured to be going to Miami as one of the destinations I'm going to put in my perspective and I, I personally think that Giannis might go to the Dallas Mavericks to team up with Luka which will eventuate into a international trio between Doncic, Giannis and um, Porzingis. And I think that's a team that will win multiple championships if that were to happen. But the thing is, even if Giannis didn't come over, I still think this team has the potential to win at least one championship while Luka Doncic is there. Um, so I guess... 
the the upside for Dallas is just enormous. Um, and I think when you've got a once in a once in a generation type player who's been as impressive as Luka Doncic over the first few years of his career, anything's possible. And I I just think you know a championship, at least one championship over the next ten years is very much on the cards. But I think there will be plenty more and plenty more. Um, success for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, my question to you, Ro. Yes, Nick. Is do you think Porzingis will stay healthy, or would you be looking to kind of, I guess, hedge your bets and offload him, bring in you know another capable player, but just with his, That's I guess, question. history, get mm. rid of him? Yeah. Um, do I think he will stay healthy? It's really hard to say based off what we've seen over the last few years. You can't be super confident that he will stay on the court um, regularly in saying that I guess you sort of have to have a glass half full approach to it and and look at him you know actually playing games with Luca and I think if he if he was out there then he um, they will be having a lot of team success even if he wasn't healthy and I don't know if the bucks would be open to this but when the time comes that Giannis is looking for other destinations, Porzingis would be a valuable mm-hmm. player to, to to offload, and I think the Bucks would seriously consider him, even if he was slightly injury prone, um, because he's also got a very very high upside. Um, so to answer your question, it's hard to say based off what we've seen. You know, he he mightn't have a great run at it, but who knows? Anything can happen, and I'm just looking at the upside. I might. Can I take the reins here and just offer a rebuttal? I'm about to make my final decision, so make it quick. <laughs> I've no doubt in saying that Luka Doncic will win multiple MVPs over the course of his career and over the course of the next 10 years, but I don't know if that will translate into wins, and the question wasn't which player or which team will have a player who will win the most MVPs. It was who, what. what I know what the question yeah. was. I made the question. Okay. <laughs> and also, it's not a matter of the question being, do you think... KP will stay healthy. It's a matter of um, you don't know if he will, you know. And then Ro also said um, it doesn't really matter if um, Giannis gets picked up um, at the Mavs, but I think maybe not Giannis, but I think they are dependent on a third star, while I don't think um, the Heat are because they have these young, aspiring players. Okay. Okay. Um before I make my decision, I was really hoping you guys wouldn't pick these two teams. Wow. I think if one of you had picked a different team, mm-hmm. it might have been a lot easier. But I yeah. think both these teams are so, I guess, you could say even to a certain extent. Mm. Um, now, oh, oh. Oh. right. So my decision, I think I think you said the Mavs certainly have the most talented player and mm. especially over the next 10 years, will probably be the league's best. Uh, I think the young core that the Heat have is it's better than the core that the Mavs have. Agree. Um, but, okay, 10 years. So the only thing I feel as if the Mavs are on a better kind of timeline based on their top-tier talent. So Luca's mm-hmm. 21. Um, yep. He's going to be 31. By the time the 10 years is up, KP's 24, 25, yep. whereas for the Heat... You've got a good young core, Hero, Adebayo, but your Jimmy Butler's, your Dragic, who's, you know, that older side of it, the, 
the real, I guess you could say, stars, Jimmy's the star, are going to have come and gone by that point. Um, I do think, as a player, Miami's more of a destination, but I think the pulling power of Luca will entice other players to come there. Mm-hmm. Um, my ruling goes in favour of Dallas. Uh, to you, right Now, purely for the fact I, I mentioned the other week, I think if you've got a top three player in your team, you are every chance for success. Mm, yeah. Like, whether you've got one star or, like, one star can drag you there. Um, but the fact KP, I, th- I think if he can stay on the court, his ceiling mm. is through the roof. Like, he is, I think, a perfect, I guess, accomplice for Luca because yep. he doesn't need to be, I guess, the number one star. Um, the only thing that worries me about the heat is can Hero continue to grow? Mm. Um, I think Adebayo is a star, but it mm. also, I think for you guys to be successful, it will be to get Giannis. Ah, so, uh, but to get him, I'd be scared what was lost. Um, whereas I think if Dallas weren't to get Giannis, I think they'd still be fine. So I think they're probably a safer bet over mm. the next 10 years. I don't mm. think Jimmy Butler will be the um, star of that team within two to three years. I think he'll, he'll be the leader without a doubt, and yeah. I think he'll pass the superstar status down a bam. But, yeah, just depends on um, how he performs, I guess. I think That's it, a really tough one. Because- I think with Dallas, just quickly, it is very dependent on them having an additional Piece to compliment Luka Doncic, but I don't think it needs to be a star. As don't much. think it needs to be a star, but it does need to be an additional piece <laughs> yep. of some sort. Certainly, we Which, s- they're a lot easier to get than the superstar, aren't they? Hundred percent. We saw even in the in the first round, they looked like they were probably going to clean up the the Clippers, who mm. were highly fancied until um, Porzingis went out and. They ended up getting beaten, but they do need someone to to help him out. And I think that they'll there'll be people lining up at the Dallas um, training Dallas facility Club. to uh, the Dallas Buyers <laughs> Club um, to um, play with Luka Doncic. Excellent, fellas. I think I reckon three incredible. I reckon these three were better than the last three we had. Yeah. Just I think both of, all of them were a coin flip. Really, they actually, were. Um, the yeah. results were the exact same as last time. I remember. Yeah, right. You lost both. I won one and row one two. So. Do you know what though? Even when you guys were reading out your justifications, I was at at points getting swayed, swayed. swayed over yeah. to the other side. Yeah, likewise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent like, stuff. Oh. I'm looking forward to to next time we do that. Mm. I'm about due to get on the board. I think one of the better segments. Excellent, fellas. Let's move ahead to Entertainment Weekly. We're finally back late. Yeah. On this week's episode, I have the the song. Oh, here we go. Lee, oh, you have the, the, movie. the movie and Row the TV show. TV show. We kick it off with the song, don't we? We always do. It's tradition. Okay. And Nick. Lee, Lee, Lee just hold his breath. Hold his breath. <laughs> okay, so the song I'm going for, released in 2012. Oh, fairly deep. Uh, fairly new. Fourth single of this man's debut album, Channel Orange. Ah. It's a real mellow vibe. Oh, here we real go. Real mellow. Comes from Frank Ocean. Oh, well, you know I'm going to like it then. Oh. So, He's appealing really, to Lee's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <it> to me. <laughs> I'll play a little bit here just to give you guys a little taste. To be honest, that's not the bit I wanted it to come in, in fairness. We'll so you can find it. We'll get to the chorus there. Um, here we go. There you go. It's a real vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. So I'll begin to fade that down. 
Can but I, like, even now, I just want to... Can I just say, Nick, I am incredibly impressed with you. Because what you need to do in these segments, as much as you like these songs, as much as you like Johnny Farnham... It, cater to pa- the audience. Pa- you have to cater to the audience to some degree, and I think you've done that perfectly, because I love Frank Ocean as well. Yeah. And Lee's a big fan, so... You've done very well. Um, it's very easy to listen to, like, yeah. listen to a couple of drinks, listen to it, just, you know, it's real, real vibe on it. it so is. I've, I've you, done better this week, Lee. You have. If you break up with my sister Annabelle <laughs> at all, <laughs> have, have Blonde on repeat. Blonde on repeat? Saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, good, I'll good. keep that one in the back pocket. <laughs> good recommendation. Thanks, <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen. But... Oh, um, Lee, you take us away next. I'll take us with the movie and the movie... <laughs> The movie I've picked is one uh, on Netflix, and it's called A Beast. Oh, God, let me see what it's called. I think it's called... Oh, oh come on. Good sign. Oh, I didn't... I watched it about three months ago, but I think it's called The Beast of No Nation or A Beast of No Nation. One yep. of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, takes part in an African country torn apart by a civil war. Follows a young boy named... Agu. 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 Agu, 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 Agu. Okay. Um, cool. So Agu, Agu, and his family lives in a safe zone, you could say, um, guarded by the United Nation. Um, his life isn't easy by any means, but it's sheltered from the outside war, which allows him to have a somewhat normal childhood. Um, but this all falls apart when um, the guard falls, you could say, um, from the helms and the war essentially comes to his doorstep. Um, the Agro's family is split apart. Um, I'm not going to say what happens no from, spoilers. from there on, but he escapes into the, into the jungle where he's captured by the NDF, which is, compri- um, which is uh, made up of uh, a rebel group made up of young boys and young men uh, led by the commandant, <laughs> who's, who's played by Idris Elba. Oh, okay. Wow. Got now, attention. let me just say, this guy should have won an Oscar for this role, which he didn't. But like I said, he plays a commandant um, <laughs> <laughs> who is a barbaric yet fatherly leader to not only Agu, um, but also all of the young soldiers. Um he said this thing, and it always sticks with me, and it's nothing really, but um, he says this line, um, and it's in, like, the preview on Netflix. He goes, he taps him on his helmet because he gives him a helmet, he gives him a gun, he goes, I say your life, I say your life, I say your life, go. <laughs> and then he's part of the thing. But he also says there's probably a better quote that I have here. I just like the way he said that. But the better quote he said is, a boy is a dangerous thing because, like, he's leading an army of young Man yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Um, the boy with a gun can can do a lot of things. Well, yeah, I, I uh, love a quotable movie. Absolutely, and you sparked my attention with Idris Elba. Same, yeah, that's why he's really pricked up. Yeah, so God, on I Netflix. Yeah, I didn't know he was British. Didn't you? No, yeah. I thought he was American. Yeah. yeah, you go. Life's full of little twists and turns, isn't it? Yeah, but I love these are some of my yeah. favorite movies. Some of these warlord movies, yeah. countries being you torn the, apart by you got war. The, the, the accent. accent on lockdown. Yeah, Dude, I do. been practicing that one. Well in done, room. Come on, Dan. <laughs> Bro, bring us home with the TV show. My, my TV show. Um, it's probably catered for more Australian audiences just based off the fact that we're familiar with these two, or you should be. But um, my TV show is the Hamish and Andy Gap Year. Mm. Um, they've got, um, you know, Gap Year, Europe Gap Year, USA Gap Year, South America, Asia Gap Year. They've been all over the globe, these two, but for... 
those who don't know who they are, they're an Australian comedy duo, I guess, from, from Australia who are very well known over here, probably one of our more um, yeah, well-known comedy duos who actually feature in, have featured in radio for a long length of their career and um, have also got a podcast. But um, probably about seven to eight years ago, they well, actually, it was probably about 10 years ago now, they started going on um, little holidays over different parts of the globe. But the thing that makes this series so enjoyable is just knowing that in real life these guys are best mates mm. and they're Genuine. living life together all over the globe and they're getting up to ridiculous things. They're eating strange <laughs> things that, you know, they you wouldn't be getting at your local cafe um, down the road. Um, and it's just one of those TV shows which I could watch over and Easy over watching. again. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I don't know if it's more catered to Australian humour. Might no, be, might not so. be. Maybe not. Um, but, yeah, definitely worth a watch. You can watch it on Stan. Yep. Um, we have all the DVDs. We've got, all, we've got the box set. but um, <laughs> That helps. It does help. What's your favourite of the gap years? I know mine. But... Mine, oh, they're really hard to split. Mine would probably be the Euro gap year, mm. maybe. Um, Mine's the Asian one with the monkey. <laughs> where the little monkey serves them their food. Yeah, mm. that's funny. As a little sneak peek into the... Yeah, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of them. I haven't Need seen watch all it. of them, but I will. I'm going to watch them again, actually. They're yeah. so good. Excellent. Fellas, to recap Entertainment Weekly, I had the song with Frank Ocean Lost. I had A or the Beast of No Nation. I can't remember <laughs> which one. Yep, and I had the Hamish Nandy gap year. Brilliant fellas, back with Entertainment Weekly. What a treat. Actually, now, oh. now, I think, oh. now I think of it, I know it's just called Beast of No Nation. There's no A or the. Okay. It's just Beast, Beast of, no, of no, Nation. no Nation. Excellent. Well, well worth checking that one out. I did, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, we've, we've come to the end of that. We we did promise a big announcement at the start of Pipe the episode. Pipe it up. Pipe it up. Come on. Okay. We should have got a drum roll. We should have got a drum roll. Give us a little. Good. I reckon that sounds good in the earphones if you're listening to that one. Um, but yeah, guys, so exciting news for us. We've we've mm. now partnered. We have our first partner for the podcast, oh, uh, Intersport. Uh, down here, in they have a Hobart and Kingston store. Uh, they're a sport, sporting apparel, sporting gear store. Yep. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a bit of a meeting the other week, and we're looking to build, I guess, a long-lasting, uh, mutually beneficial partnership. 100%. Um, and yeah, so we're super, super excited to announce that. Um, I guess the big points for you guys is um, going. We're, we're gonna tomorrow. We're gonna put up a, a little giveaway competition to announce this partnership. So make sure to be checking into our socials, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we'll give you the steps for entering that. We've got a couple of uh, gift cards to announce the. Uh, I guess the partnership. Mm-hmm. But for us as a, a podcast, it's great that we're growing. We're you know we're starting to build relationships and connections with. I guess groups and businesses, yep. and this is uh, this is one we're super super excited about. So, uh, Hank and Lisa, the team at Intersport, really Hobart great and people. Kingston, great people, great store, um, well worth checking out if you're down here in Tassie. Yep. Um, but Intersport also have locations across Australia, across the world. So, um, an incredible brand and one that we're super excited to be, yeah, partnered with. Yeah, are we right? Hundred percent. Yeah, they're as you said before, Nick. They're they're really great people, Hank and Lisa. So we're we're looking to align with these kind of businesses who who are just great people and, um, you know, they're aligned with us in their goals. They're, they're looking to yeah. um, 
grow grow their store and expand in certain areas, particular particularly basketball. So and that was yeah. the thing, wasn't it? We yeah. really aligned with them in that sense. Yeah, and I know. Um, moving forward, we're going to have a lot of things in the pipeline. Um, so today, I guess it's the formal announcement, but going forward, we're going to be having a lot to do within sport, and we can't wait to forge a long-lasting, uh, mutually beneficial partnership. For sure. So super exciting stuff there. Make sure to tune into the socials, guys. We'll have that up tomorrow. Um, yeah, be sure to follow, enter. We'll put up the steps tomorrow, but for your chance to win a gift card, nice little something for yourself before Christmas. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Fellas, what an episode. Yeah, well, wow, wee. That monster. was an absolute belter. Um, it's a good one, though. So I guess the plan for next week, we're gonna have, we've got the draft during the week, so next week we'll be here to recap all the news from around the league, the NBL, the NBA, yep. um, and then we'll re- do a bit of a recap of the draft. It's going to be super exciting, oh. so we're looking forward to bringing that one to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Entertainment Weekly bounces back next week, Yeah, Lee? of course. In the off-season, it's great for That's it. great. Yep. Absolutely. 100% agree. Well, terrific. Do you fellas have anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap this one up? Not really, but um, I'm really excited for this Intersport um, partnership. Yeah, without a and, doubt. And echo everything that you just said said before. So big things to come with that, onwards and upwards. Excellent. Uh, one more yeah, okay, point yeah. from me before we go. I want you to say something on air, bro. Just, sure. you know, it's on podcast, so you can't back out of okay, it. Okay, go for it. Uh, right. Park run next week, next Saturday. Mm-hmm. We'll do the podcast Saturday, but in the morning, you're going to join Lee and myself for a little 5K run. Um, I'll be there. I'll be You'll there. Be there. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, this is this is live. This is on air. We're yep. gonna listen to this back. Yep. Hold you to it. Don't know. Don't know how um, well I'm likely to run. You've just um, got to be there. Just got to be there. And be in it. And for other guys, um, not only wanting to go in the park run, but just run in general. Go check out Intersport. They've got yeah. some running shoes. Absolutely. Um, top-notch shoes. Yeah, Jeez. love that, Lee. Well um, and also, you may as well now because it'll um, save you time um, for entering the competition. Go on to Instagram and follow Intersport underscore Hobart and Intersport uh, just in general, just Intersport. They have a page as well, two separate pages. So yeah. go give them a follow and you'll be set for the uh, for the giveaway. Yeah, we'll announce the steps tomorrow, but it's going to be super, super exciting. We'll announce the winner uh, next Sunday, so the competition will run for a week. But, yeah, we'll give you some more details tomorrow. But, yeah, you heard it here first. So great stuff there, guys. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Love you, bye. Do you, I thought you were signing out, buddy. You I signed out with my buddy. Hey. Did you? Oh, no, but... Um, he did a little, a little nod of the head to say, I'm done. Unfortunately, guys. podcasts are audio. Yeah, they are, episodes, unfortunately. So. But, Excellent. Love you, bye. No, what the hell? Nah. I thought you were signing out. You guys are off to that. Okay. Just but we're all signed bye. out. All right. See you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, bye. Shout out to Daily Chip. That was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they know. Tell us all the time, it ain't no romance if he knows. We gon' make it drop, 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 top.